I think my advice for people that were wanting to do multiple things is maybe think about the longevity of my issue was at the start, the Instagram thing. I was like, well, I want to post everything. This is going to be quite chaotic, but I don't want to start two things if I can't consistently post on both because otherwise what's the point of even making an Instagram account or building a website or something like that. And so I suppose it would be, yeah, if you want to try different things, of course, like go ahead and try it, figure out what you do and don't like, but then remember what you're showing up as online is what people will know that you do. Do you love your life as a small business owner? Let's be real. Sometimes we just don't. It's my hope that this, the My Daily Business podcast, helps you regain a little of that lost love through practical, actionable tips, tools, and tactics, interviews with creative and curious small business owners, and in-depth coaching episodes with me, your host, Fiona Kalaki. With more than 20 years experience in marketing, brand, content, and systems, and having now helped thousands of small business owners, I know what it takes to build a business that you can be proud of and that actually aligns with your values, your beliefs, and your hopes for the future. So much of our daily life is spent working on and in the businesses and the brands that we are creating. And so it makes sense to actually love what you do. So let's get into this podcast and help you figure out how to love your business and your life on the daily. Hello and welcome to episode 318 of the My Daily Business podcast. Today you are listening to an interview with a small business owner and today's is a little different because this small business owner is also still working part-time and also loving working part-time for somebody else. And I think that's a story that we don't often hear in small business. And so it's definitely an interesting one for me to be you know, sharing with you. But I also think it's very interesting for people who, you know, maybe don't want to be in their business full time. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And so I love that today's guest talks about embracing both an employed role and running a business and that there's not a right or wrong way to do this, but that you can create a life that that suits you. Before we get stuck into that, I want to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians on the beautiful land on which I meet people and record this podcast, and that is the Wawrong and Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. The other thing I wanted to mention is that today's episode does mention family law and family and domestic violence, not in any detail at all. But if that is something that you need help with, then I would urge you to check out Safe Steps, which is a Victorian program, Our Watch, which is national here in Australia, and Your Toolkit, which is also national. And in other countries, there are other places, of course. We will list all of those in the show notes, which you'll be able to find over at mydailybusiness.com forward slash podcast forward slash 318. And if you are in Australia, remember that there's a 24-7 hotline, 1-800-RESPECT. All right, let's get into today's interview episode. So today it is my pleasure to bring you an interview that I did a couple of months ago now with the wonderful Juliet Murray, who is the founder of Colour Captured, a photography business, and also Love by Colour Captured, which is the wedding photography part of that. Now, Colour Captured is going through a little bit of a transition at the moment and really bringing to the surface more of Juliet's love of travel and all things, you know, seeing the world and seeing what's out there. And it was just such a pleasure to talk to Juliet. I did meet her at an event some time ago now, and she is 
in life as she appears on this podcast, very relaxed, very calm, very excited about life and about people and curious about that. And also just so wonderful about bringing joy into people's life through photography and through image. She actually started this as a teenager, which is something we get into, like how how do you do that? How do you do photography for people's weddings when you are a teenager? How does that all start? And then we also talk about what it's been like to run a business as well as work in a pretty, well, not pretty as a, as a slight understatement, a massively different industry and how you can, you know, have both of those things going on. And that the idea that you don't have to always choose to either work as an employed role or have a business. I think so often when it comes to business literature, you know, things that we see on social media, that it's always seen as you have to give up your other work. You have to stop working for the man kind of idea and work for yourself full time. And if you don't do that, then somehow you're not really giving your all to the business or you're not succeeding or whatever else. There's so many, you know, incorrect narratives out there and these myths that I think prevent people from having a balance where they are thinking, you know what, I actually love my career and I want to keep a foot in that you know, foot in that space. But I also love this other thing that I'm building. And perhaps that other thing that I'm building doesn't have to overtake. They don't have to overtake each other, but you can actually have space for both. So I think it's a really important conversation. I don't think it's something that we talk about enough where people are working a job for somebody else, but really, really, really enjoying that. And in particular, in Juliet's case, that is an incredibly meaningful job that is giving back to the community in a huge way. And so you know, for her to give that up in order to go full-time into a photography business, it's not something that she wants to do right now. And I think, you know, hats off to you and hats off for you discussing this. Because again, like I say, we seem to always just hear the narrative of you have to give up a job in order to be a full-time business owner. And even the terminology that we give to, you know, side project, side hustle, as if it's just on the side and it equally is not as important as, say, the other job. And in Juliet's case, these two things are so important. They both fulfill her in very different ways. And I really, you know, we talk about it. She really gets to see both sides of humanity by doing both of these things and one helps the other and vice versa. So it was just such a lovely conversation. Juliet is just a a real breath of fresh air. She is so positive, but in a very genuine way. And, you know, she's just sort of like this, I don't know, like this ray of sunshine. You can you can see how positive and upbeat she'd be on the most important moments of your life, like the getting married or having a milestone birthday, or likewise, as she talks about her other job, which is very far away from kind of the business that she's built. Having somebody like that in your corner would be unbelievably helpful and particularly so meaningful in in such an important part of your life. So it was just my absolute pleasure to talk to Julia about both of the types of work that she does. And I think it's, again, just such an incredible opportunity to hear from somebody who is like, I like both of them and I'm going to do them both. And she does them both very, very well. So here it is, my interview with the wonderful Juliet Murray of Colour Captured. Hello, Jules. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm excited to have this conversation. And I always like to start with like, how are you feeling about life right now? 
I am feeling good. I have just kind of wrapped up my wedding season, which is the term that I didn't really know before I started taking photos, but, you know, weddings kind of go in seasons down here. So wrapping up for winter and feeling a little bit ready for a break. So that's nice. <laughs> a little bit ready for a break. Is that close? <laughs> I am exhausted. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, excited to like focus on some other things in the business. So it'll be good. Yes. And so we are talking about your business, which is called Colour Captured. So what is that all about? And when did you start it? And, and why do you do it? So Colour Captured is, I have a photography business and I have Colour Captured, which is my kind of main business. Well, not main, one business. And then I have Love by Colour Capture, which is specifically my wedding photography. So I do a whole bunch of things, but at the moment it's predominantly weddings and then some family stuff, a little bit of commercial and some travel stuff, which is kind of like the passion side of it, I guess. Amazing. And can I ask you something? And I know I'm putting you on the spot here because we have recently rebranded or, you know, I I always find it really interesting. When you said just then we have Colour Captured and we have Love by Colour Captured, is the Love by Colour Captured a totally separate business? Because people always ask me this. They're like, I'm an artist and I also sell textiles. Should I have two separate companies? Should I have two separate Instagrams? Like, yeah, how does that all happen? Or is it all just captured in the same way? It's all under the one kind of company structure, but I wanted to have the two different Instagrams because I felt like my clients who are getting married, like when you're getting married, you want to see all the wedding inspo and you get excited and all that kind of stuff. But I felt like maybe my other clients who follow me for my travel work or for my family stuff, they don't want to be like weddings, weddings, weddings all the time. So, and it's worked really well because I know that that's a question that comes up a lot with photographers who do a few different things, but yeah, I'm glad that I've, I've done it this way. Now I can just spam all the wedding content that I like and then (laughs) do the other stuff separately. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think that's really good for people to hear. Another part of your incredible array of what you do is that you are also a lawyer and you work part-time in that field. And so how do you manage both and, you know, how do you juggle it all? But also I know that you're keen to keep being a lawyer. And I think we were talking just before we hit record that a lot of the time we have this myth put out there saying that, you know, if you're going to go into small business or you're going to have a side hustle, you have to grow it to a point that you don't have to work again anywhere else. But you have chosen intentionally to have both your own business and work part-time as a lawyer. So how have you done that? So it's funny. I've kind of always had the balance of wanting to do photography and law. Like even when I started my law degree, did a year, dropped out. I was like, I want to be a photographer. And then I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, when it became more of like a pressure to actually do it for work. And at that time I wasn't, I had shot my first wedding actually when I was like 16, which is kind of crazy. Who would hire a 16 year old? 16? Oh my gosh. <laughs> In hindsight, like I'd never even been to a wedding. I don't know. Anyway, good yeah. experience. <laughs> but I then was like, I'll go back. I wanted to finish my law degree. I started working commercial law and it was kind of the typical thing of someone being like, oh, like I've worked in commercial, but it really wasn't me. And then at that point, COVID kind of happened. We went down to four days a week. Then I was like, hey, like maybe I'll get back into photography. And I started doing families and things like that. And then the whole time, I suppose I've been into the travel stuff, but that was just more of a hobby. And then when I started to get more and more work, I was like, 
I ended up leaving my law job. And then about a year afterwards, my partner got a job down in Melbourne. So I moved from the Gold Coast. And then I was like, where am I going to have clients? Like, I don't know anyone down here. And then I got a job in a completely different field of law at its uh, family violence organization. And so it's different focus, you know, obviously helping people and things like that. And I love it so much. So it's a really good balance. But then I got really busy with photography again. (laughs) So I've definitely had a few moments and everyone always asks like, oh, like, when are you going to leave law? But I love my work and I love the people I work with. And I've now got to the point where I need to, it forces me to be intentional about the photography jobs that I take. And it's kind of good because if I'm doing your wedding, it's because I really want to be there. It's Mm. not like I need this to pay my rent or whatever. (laughs) So it kind of, it forces mindfulness in that. And yeah, I really love the balance. So it's a privileged position to be in that my work will allow me to work part-time and that obviously I don't have children. So you know, there is a privilege in that, that I don't have little people relying on me while I figured it out and I got that balance right. But now that I'm here, it's really good. Yes. Oh my gosh. What an interesting story. And also, does your law firm, are they like, we need some new brand photos? (laughs) (laughs) I tend not to mix the works just because of the field that I work in. I like to keep it very separate. Yeah. But it's nice also because if you have a small business, you, it's really hard for me to switch off from it, but mm. I go to work and I'm literally standing in front of a judge. There's no room to be thinking about photography. <laughs> You're like there with your clients and it's 100%. But then it goes the same way. You know, it's quite intense work in the family violence field. So then I get to put that aside on a weekend and like I get to experience the best of the best with like families and weddings and things like that. So, mm. yeah. Gosh, you must have such, oh, you must see... I can't think of the right word, like just the polar opposites of life, you know, the the sad and I've done some, I mean, definitely I'm not a lawyer at all, but, you know, I've done some work with some family domestic violence groups and it's heart-wrenching the stuff that you hear and obviously you would hear the the worst of the worst and it's sad for any family to kind of be breaking up whatever the circumstances are, but like particularly that space. And then on the flip side, you're like, I know. (laughs) And the life of like a wedding or a brand new baby or, you know, like, or travel, like where everyone's in a good mood because they're on holiday. Like, yeah. (laughs) Does that just blow your mind? Hey, you can, you can be here one minute and then there the next day. I know. Like sometimes I think about it and I'm like, how was I like one day it's never, this happens, but it has happened once before. And I was like, how was I in court this morning? And then this afternoon I'm here like shooting a wedding. Like it's so weird but it also kind of helps to put it in perspective I suppose like it really makes me appreciate my photography work and I know that burnout's a big thing for kind of photographers and you know it's it's hard as well because you're just on the go but then it it makes you appreciate you're like this is actually so great that I get to do this for work so yeah yeah oh my gosh oh my gosh look at you helping people on all like the whole spectrum (laughs) One of the things that I like when I had a look through, you know, your website and and other stuff that you do in your your social media is that in your marketing, and people might think, well, of course, because you're a photographer, but there's a lot of you and not just the photos. There is, you know, in your about page, I always look at people's about page because I find it fascinating and you can really, I mean, it is gradually changing, but even like, you know, 12, 13 years ago, 
when I was starting and I was helping, actually, God, it was like 2007, actually. God, that's a long time ago. Anyway, but I was helping people with their websites in Australia and doing copywriting and the about pages were so boring. And now they're getting a bit more lively and a bit more human. Yours is quite human. It talks a lot about (laughs) travel, surfing and all the parts that make you who you are. Is that something that you've always been pretty comfortable sharing or is that something that you've had to go, okay, I have a business and people, particularly with photography, they are choosing you and your talent and your vibe and everything. So were you like, okay, this is how I'm going to portray myself or is it just that's natural to you? I feel like I'm getting better at it. I've always kind of loved the chat. I love a chat, but I just love hanging out with people. So I suppose that I'm I'm not very shy. But I'm also, I have realized as time's gone on that there is a particular wedding client that really I get along with, you know, it's not your styling or, you know, what you like to do or whatever. It's just like laid back people that want to have a good time, that care about their friends and family. I'm not particularly high end. Like if you have a high end wedding, great, but mostly I just want you to enjoy your day. And I feel like if I put across myself, like we're going to be hanging out all day or if I'm taking your family photos, like you're inviting me into your house with your newborn and like your Ooh. young children or whatever, like you need to know that I'm not a weirdo <laughs> <laughs> or like at least a weirdo that you're going to get along with. <laughs> so I think that I, although I've kind of always tried to do it a little bit, it's, I've definitely, it makes sense to me to let people into my lives because they're letting me into theirs. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I think that's such a beautiful way to think about it. Like you want people to bring you into their life, whether it's you physically going into their house, but also I feel like for anyone listening, if you're creating a product and you want people to bring that into their home and, you know, love that ceramic dish or whatever it is, then you also need to be willing to to do the vice versa. That's a really nice way of thinking about it. I've never thought of it like that. And I think that is such a, like a beautiful human way to to think about it. And so... How have you gone from being a lawyer to being interested in photography? And you mentioned that you got a job at 16. Oh, my gosh. Like, did people at the wedding, like, who is this teenager taking the photos? Is she like a cousin or something? But how did you get that job and how did you get interested in photography? Have you grown up in a family that's very creative? So I suppose, like, it's not any more creative than any other family. Like, my dad's always loved taking photos and I've always loved looking through those. And I got the job in, so I was a uni student studying law and I started to just... At 16? Yeah. Oh, I finished school quite early. Yeah. Oh my God. You're like a brainiac over no, here. No, no. This sounds so bad. <laughs> no, doesn't. 16. Oh my gosh. I'm just learning more and more and more. Okay. No. Oh my gosh. But anyway, so I was doing like some fashion photography stuff and there was this brand and as a 16 year old, you're like, oh my gosh, free clothes. Yes. This is the best yeah. payment of all time. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I remember one of the ladies from there was like, oh, my, I think my brother is getting married. Like, would you want to do some photos? And I was like, yeah. And I remember I was down in Byron and I didn't even have my license. So mum had to drive me and like come back and pick me up. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I kind of, I got into it a bit then. And then I had always, I've always loved travel and stuff like that, but it was definitely a journey of figuring out like, okay, what do I actually value? For a while I was like, oh, I need to you know, make money and I'll go be a commercial lawyer and whatever. But I think there's definitely a realization of like, that's actually not what drives me. I just like spending time with my friends and family and 
my favorite thing ever is when you get film back and you like print it out and you put it on the wall and you show everyone and everyone's so excited. So I was like, if that's the thing that really excites me, why not try and do more of it? So I suppose that's kind of, that's like obviously a very long realization it's taken me, but (laughs) that's how I kind of got into it. Yeah. Oh, no, I think that's fabulous. And when you decided, or you talked about going four days a week because at the start of the pandemic with the law stuff, like, I think it's easy for people to think, oh, I, you know, I'd like to do more of this. I'm going to go and do it. And then they don't do it. Like, and, I, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that, like, I hear all the time from friends and especially back in the day when I used to write a lot, I'd have a lot of friends who were like, oh, I'd love to write. And I'm like, just have a go. And I think obviously there's a part of privilege, you know, having, I don't know, maybe not trauma or, you know, some enough confidence to, to think about yourself. Plus, you know, other things that are societal privileges. But how did you go from, okay, I want to do a bit more of this. I enjoy doing a bit more too. I'm actually going to fully start a business, have a website, have a, you know, get all of my ducks in order, put myself out there. Like, how did you actually do that? Was it a step-by-step thing? Did you find a business coach? Did you have somebody in your family, like your partner that was like, yeah, this is, you know, this is what you should do and I can help you. Like, how did you actually take the steps to get a business up and running? Does that make sense? Yeah. When we went to four days during the pandemic, I was lucky in that we were living on the Gold Coast at that time. And obviously the lockdown wasn't as crazy as down in Melbourne. So in between the kind of mini lockdowns or whatever, I literally took photos of every single person I knew with kids because I was like, family photos, (laughs) this is what I want to do. So everyone I worked with, literally just, (laughs) you have a kid, let me take a photo of your family. You know, and even it's like an unpaid thing with someone that you know. I'd be so nervous and like everyone is but so I just did that and then I made an Instagram I was lucky that one of the families that I was friends with that took photos he was like oh actually like I'm a web designer thank you so much I'd love to make your website which is just so lucky so good and so that kind of kicked that off and then I feel like the more that I just started doing things people started to see it Mm. and then you know people would reach out that I didn't know and I was like wow like this is so cool but I really wanted to get into weddings. So what I, well, weddings again, because I haven't done them in so long. So I just started doing a lot of work for other photographers. So it was such a good learning experience because everyone's so different. I, you know, worked for big companies, small companies. It really helped me figure out, you know, this is actually like maybe, I think everyone goes into it thinking high-end weddings, like, whoa, the Vogue weddings, like that's me. That's so glamorous and cool, Mm. which it is. It's so glamorous and cool. But for me as a person, I'm a bit more chilled and like that can be a really crazy environment. And I was like, actually, I love like the weddings where you get to make friends with their friends and family and like I'm crying during the speeches as well. Like. So that working for people period really helped me to figure out this is what I like to do. And then you develop a style, obviously, just literally by going out and taking photos. And then even like editing and things like that, you only learn through doing it. So just kind of like forcing yourself to go out and be like, okay, doing this, who knows what will come of it, but then like it's really good experience. So yeah, I think that's kind of how I've done it. And then I made a more conscious decision to like split the brands and finally start posting weddings on Instagram and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that idea as well. Figuring out, like doing enough of 
the test and experience with other people to go, this is what I don't want to do, or this is what I want to do more of, or, or this is who I am. And I feel like everyone who goes through running a business, I think particularly in service space, it, it really comes up a lot, is that you're looking at like the competitor landscape and then you're trying to figure out where do I fit. And I feel like it's like when I started business coaching or even corporate consulting, I thought I had to like dress a certain way. I had to get rid of my big earring. I mean, I always wear big <laughs> earrings, but not like crazy big. I had to like look very corporate, always in black, navy. And I was just like, this isn't me. But I kind of was like looking at other people around me and yeah. Thinking, that's where the big bucks are. And and the same as you, I realized I'm not motivated by money. I don't want to sit in really long, beautiful boardrooms in Collins Street. I just, like, it doesn't light me up. I'd rather meet somebody at their home garage where they're like, you know, yeah. and be like, hey, and everyone's just in jeans and t-shirts kind of thing. Or tracksuit pants, you know. <laughs> so on that, and then you decided to, you know, focus in on weddings as well. And you've talked about the two separate businesses. And I saw, you know, on your website, and I know you're in the middle of um, changing this up. So as this comes out, people may be able to see a brand new site. (laughs) So people might get the idea then that you only do weddings, but you also shoot maternity and families and branding and corporate. And so how do you juggle that? And also any advice for people who've kind of bought into a myth that they have to just do like one line of photography or one line of, you know, cake making or one line of, you know, whatever it is, one, you know, one type of coaching. How do you, yeah, what would you say to those people? I think that it's, as you said, like you've got to, you can say like, I want to do this or I want to do this and whatever. And that's been a big element of my project that I'm working at the moment. So like I have a background in that period when I had left my legal job, I was doing some copywriting and I've always loved writing. And I've always wanted to create like a travel website. So I'm kind of moving Color Captured into, yes, I'll do that stuff. But so many people have been like, oh, where was that place you went to in Mexico? Like that looked so cool. And I have always wanted to sit down and actually write about it and have that resource for people. And it's one of the things that's like, well, yeah, I haven't actually set aside that time to do it. Yes, I've been doing other stuff, but. Like saving the lives of people. Really <laughs> parts of their you know, life happens in between. <laughs> yes. But I would say to people, like, there's nothing wrong with figuring it out and trying that stuff. Like, I've done a bunch of different things and I've tried like product photography and I've done that for some lovely brands. But I've realized that unless it's got people in it, it's probably not my forte. And I think there's an element of recognizing like, you know, I actually should say no to that. I think I'm better at work that involves people and feelings and things like that. That sounds really weird, but, you know, product can be, there's a very specific kind of skill set that you need for that. And I think that there's value in being like, you know what, someone else is going to be better at this than me for some things. And I think my advice to people that were wanting to do multiple things is maybe think about the longevity of my issue was at the start, the Instagram thing. I was like, well, I want to post everything. This is going to be quite chaotic, but I don't want to start two things if I can't consistently post on both because otherwise what's the point of even making an Instagram account or building a website or something like that? And so I suppose it would be, yeah, if you want to try different things, of course, like go ahead and try it and figure out what you do and don't like. But then remember what you're showing up as online is what people will know that you do. So you never know where it will lead. Like my family stuff, I recently did a job for Bonds and I would never have thought that I ended up, and it was shooting film as well. 
Like, wow. if you told me a couple of years ago, like, you'd be shooting film for Bonds on their kids' shoot. Like, yeah. I would have been so surprised. But you just never know what you post online or show up as and show anyone that might look your name up where it's going to lead. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that because that's the same. I often say that to people like when they say, oh, I don't know who my audience is or I'm kind of making up my audience because that's who I want to work with, but that's not who I'm working with right now. And I often say when I started, I was working with corporate consultants. I would be in boardrooms all the time with a bunch of men in their suits in their 50s who didn't care less that I was there and thought it was a lot of just navel gazing. And I, but I marketed as if I was with creative small business owners. So I was like, that's who I want to go after. And then, you know, that is inevitably who it attracted. So yeah, I think it's so true. Another question I wanted to ask you is you're very calm and you talked about, you know, I want to come to a wedding and be part of it and, you know, experience it and be chill and all of that. Is that something, I always wonder if that's like nature or nurture, you know, have you always (laughs) been calm or is that, do you have tactics to help yourself get calm? If that makes sense. I would say that I'm pretty laid back, but I also think that all the work that I did with other photographers showed me, like I knew weddings back to front before I started shooting my own. And then also I put in a lot of prep work before the day so that I know that I can turn up and, you know, I know if there's a family rift or whatever, Ooh. not that that will oh, often happen. Juicy God. <laughs> no, I don't know. But, you know, it's like, cool, I'm not going to put your parents next to each other that hate each other mm. in the family photo because I'll have been, is there anything I need to know? Mm. And I am probably like more hands-on than some other photographers because I have like multiple questionnaires that my couples do when, you know, we'll do the comprehensive timeline before and that's, Obviously, some photographers do that, but knowing that I have all of the organisation in the background, I'm like, it's fine. If we're a bit, things will run late, weddings aren't perfect days and whatever, like things will go wrong, but it'll work out. Like you're going to have fun. And the less time that you spend stressing about, you know, things that could go wrong or things that have gone wrong, it's like, that's fine. We'll move along. We'll make a plan and it's not the end of the world. So, but I feel like that comes with the experience of working with other people and seeing, you know, this is what can happen and this is how we fix it. So. Yes. Oh, and I feel like that's what you want on your wedding day. You want just that safety of security of like, that person's there for me and they're part of the team and yeah, they're taking yeah. off my plate and yeah, uh, I think that's, and also obviously in your other job, I'm guessing you have to be quite calm because you'd be dealing with a lot of other people's stress and anger and frustration. Yeah. And- that's actually true. Yeah. You just have to roll with it, but it's okay. Yeah. You just have to figure out how to like not let it affect you and just be like, okay, well, like this is the issue. Like what can we actually do to help it? Yeah. I think that it's really important to have someone that brings a more calm approach because if you can see how, I don't know, like anyone on the day, if the mum comes in and she's like freaking out about the stuff, Mm. your vibe really affects the day. So it's a conscious decision to be like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) You got to choose your emotions. Yeah. I often say that to my son actually, which makes me sound like a harsh mum, but I'm like, you are choosing your emotions right now. You can control it. (laughs) Like, yeah. So who has helped you? Because you seem to help a lot of people on both sides of what you're doing. So who's helped you with this business? Like you mentioned before, your dad was interested in photography? Have you had a business mentor? Have you read certain books? Or or obviously, I'm sure the other photographers that you worked with have helped. But yeah, who's kind of helped you or, or what has helped you build, build this business? 
I think a big help that I hadn't expected at the start has just been other photographers. So I've been lucky and this wasn't intentional at all, but I've just, you make friends through the industry and I've kind of, when I moved down to Melbourne, I went to this photography camp and I was so nervous because I was just like little fish in a big pond. But, you know, you go there and you make friends and then things, if they pop up, you can be like, hey, what do you think about this? Or, oh my gosh, like I had a text from a friend this morning. It was like, so I'm well. And they're like, can you shoot this wedding this weekend? And that like link of people has been so invaluable because like things pop up all the time. And it's just good to have a sounding board because like I'll ask my partner and he wants to help, but he's also like never used a constant light in a dark ceremony. <laughs> so yeah. And then I've done like one mentoring session with another photographer, which was helpful. And then I've only just really started getting into reading business books. I love your book. And that's kind of been a a launch pad into being like, oh, this is actually approachable for me. And let's think about the business in a strategic way and a more mindful way. And so, yeah, I think that that's, but it's mostly been the photography community has been really helpful for me. And I suppose that's translatable to anyone. Like you're in, you're not an island, like no matter what service you're providing, there's someone out there that's probably had the same issue. And I wasn't shy when I moved to Melbourne to be like emailing random people being like, Hey, love your work. Like, do you ever want to just go get a coffee? And some of those people are my best friends now. So. Oh, oh, good on you for putting yourself out there. And also good on you for going to the photography camp. That sounds fun. Was it an actual camp? Yeah, it was so fun. And I was like, I had just moved down here. I had one pair of jeans and a jumper, woefully <laughs> underprepared for Melbourne winter. <laughs> but yeah, it was literally, I don't know if I'll do another one, but yeah, it was called Down at the time. And I was like, went in no expectations, but it was really fun. Oh, I love, I love that. And just, that's the thing, putting yourself out there, even though it's vulnerable, can reap so, you know, obviously you've got best friends out of it now with this. Yeah, so lucky. (laughs) Yeah, so lucky. And so what are you most proud of from your journey in business so far? I think just figuring out what drives me personally, because I think, you know, even from the start as a law student, you're like, oh, like top tier firm, I want to go and have like a big commercial job, which obviously like I understand the appeal for so many people and even myself but figuring out like, hey, this isn't actually the one of life life that I want to lead. Mm. I want to see my family and I want to go on holidays when I, because like I love travel. So I want to have the freedom to do that. So just finding that balance, I think is the best thing. But obviously a lot of privilege in that and being able to figure it out over a long period of time. But yeah, it's been really good now that I'm finally here. (laughs) Well, congratulations on going on that journey. And also like, I think I think it's really good for you to have gone on that journey. And I think lots of people never go on that journey, even, you know, into their 50s and 60s. They never take the time to really think about what is important to them, what is the life they want to lead. They sort of just get on this conveyor belt of expectations from society and family and everything else. And so what is next for you and Colour Captured? You mentioned the travel blog. And also where is the best way for people to connect with you, whether they want you to shoot their wedding or just have a chat? Yeah. So what's next is, yes, the travel blog. I'm really excited about that. And I'm working on that at the moment. And I've just launched a specific separate wedding website. So yeah, both of those things I'm really excited about. So I can show a bit more of my work and I am going to develop the travel blog into, it'll be the blog also like obviously my other work. And then I've got a really beautiful frame maker that I've been working with and 
a collection of prints. So oh. I've been like looking for these frames. I, they are all in my house. And I'm like, oh, I, every time someone comes over, they're like, oh my gosh, where is this from? So I'm really excited about that. And I think everyone can just connect with me on Instagram. So it's either Color Captured or Love by Color Captured. And then you can see a bunch of stuff on there. Oh, amazing. I love that. And I love taking the, you know, things that you're seeing. Let's say somebody follows you on Instagram and it's like, oh my God, I love that picture. And where did you go? And then they go to that part of the world and then they want that picture because that was the starting point. Like it's, it's so cool. I love it. So congratulations on everything you're doing. And thank you so much for in such a busy schedule, making time for this podcast. No, no worries. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. How lovely is Juliet? Just oh, just a breath of fresh air and just so, so, so nice to chat to. And so I'd love to know what you took away from today's conversation with Juliet Murray of Colour Captured. I'm going to highlight two things, as I always do, but, you know, of course, there's so many other things. But I'd love to know what stood out to you. What are you going to change or implement or, or maybe just ponder on as a result of listening to today's episode. So you can always catch us on Instagram at mydailybusiness underscore or you can find us on TikTok at mydailybusiness or just email us hello at mydailybusiness.com. So the two things that stood out to me, and I have to say I was really umming and ahhing about three things. I was like, how do I get it to just two? Because I kind of want to say all three. But the first one that I loved was when Juliet talked about the idea of being intentional with who she takes on and this idea that, you know, she loves the law and she wants to keep that job and, you know, keep, keep not necessarily that particular job, but keep her foot in the door with law. And as you would, law takes a long time to get that degree. I know I have quite a few friends who are lawyers, family members who are lawyers. And so I love that she's like, you know what? I love what I do in the law and I, I want to have that. But also that makes, obviously, that she's got less time to take on the photography work and so every single photography job is one that she absolutely wants to do and also that it's intentional. It's not that I have to take this job so that I can, you know, as she said, pay the rent. I'm taking it because I love doing this and I want to be there on your special day. So I just love that idea of intentional work and intentional saying yes to things. And I think even if you're running a business full time, sometimes it's really important to sit back and think, am I taking this opportunity because of the money only, or am I taking it because I really want to do this? Sometimes, you know, you hear that idea of, you know, if you won the lotto tomorrow, would you still keep doing the job that you do? And I have to say in my own experience, yes, I probably would. I, I might cut down another day, but I would still do this. I love doing this. My husband often jokes saying, even if we won Tets Lotto, you would keep working because you really like doing it. And I do. And I think it's really obvious from Juliet that she absolutely loves what she does, both in the law, but also in photography and everything that she's doing with Colour Captured. And I love that she said, if I'm at your wedding, it's because I want to be at your wedding. So I, I just love that. I think it's really, really powerful. And the second thing, which I'm kind of combining two of these things together, is that you learn through doing. And also that she worked with other people in order to gain experience into all the different things, not just how they show up on the actual day and their photography skills, but the organisation, the back-end stuff that happens before things like a wedding day happen. You know, all of the things that she could take and learn from other people. And I think, again, sometimes we are sold this dream that anyone can start a business. And, you know, even in the book that I wrote, Passion, Purpose, Profit, I said, anyone can start a business, but not everyone 
can stick and, and keep a business because it takes understanding of how this business is actually going to work. What are the systems and processes I need to set up? What are the investments that I need to make? Not just in, you know, things like a camera, but in, you know, in the tools and subscriptions and, and, and software that I need to have in order to make my business work. And I think sometimes we can just be sort of sold an idea that you just have a business idea and you can make it happen tomorrow rather than working through to be like, okay, I've got this idea. And Juliet, it was proven that she'd already had experience. She'd already been doing wedding photography as a teenager. So she could have just gone and started her business, but she chose to actually spend time gaining experience with other people in the industry so she could understand how do they run their business and what are the things that I really like about how they run their business and what are the things I wouldn't do if I was running my own business. And then taking all that knowledge and experience to make her own business colour captured as good as it can be. I worked for 15 years in marketing and brand before I went and started my own business. And so a lot of the stuff that I regularly work with, you know, people on has been taken from that career before I got into this business. I remember talking to somebody who was straight out of uni and they said, you know, should I start a consulting business? And I was like, you can totally start one. But I also think it's really worthwhile going in and doing that job, getting paid by somebody else, letting them take care of all the expenses and all the stress while you learn and then taking that knowledge into your own business. And so I love that, you know, Juliet has done that and is successfully running Colour Captured and also working in the law. So I just I just found it a really great conversation and I'm sure you will too. And as I said at the start, it's really nice to have these conversations with people where it's not an either or, it's a both. And yeah, I think, I think that's just fantastic. So I would love to know what you took away from that. Like I said, you can just contact us at mydailybusiness underscore on Instagram or send email hello at mydailybusiness.com. And of course, if you'd like to reach out to Juliet, I'm sure she would love that. You can find Colour Captured and see all the things that she does over at Colour Captured. And that's spelt the UK Australian way, C-O-L-O-U-R-C-A-P-T-U-R-E-D.com. You can also find her over on Instagram at Colour Captured, C-O-L-O-U-R-C-A-P-T-U-R-E-D, and also Love by Colour Captured. And we'll link to both of those in the show notes, which you'll be able to find for this episode at mydailybusiness.com forward slash podcast forward slash 318. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Daily Business Podcast. For a range of tools to help you grow and start your business, including coaching programs, courses, and templates, check out our shop at mydailybusiness.com forward slash shop. And if you want to get in touch, you can do that by email, hello at mydailybusiness.com, or you can hit us up on Instagram at mydailybusiness underscore. You can find us on TikTok at mydailybusiness or find me, Fiona Kalaki, on LinkedIn. I look forward to connecting.